Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> Hi everybody, Russ from Miami's Eleven. Hope you're all safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you may have any time. We put new content on. We put new content on all the bloody time, so make sure you hit that bell icon. Without saying our channel sponsors, Untuck It. Check them out in the description below. Today's guest, another one from across the pond. Um, I mean, obviously that, that side of the pond. Obviously, we've had like Australia where it's like 42 degrees and stuff like that. It's a bit colder where Justin is. Justin's in Chicago, which is one of my favourite towns and favourite cities in the in the whole of the USA. Um, he's he's you see him on Green Street Hammers and stuff like that. It's Justin. How are we doing, Justin? How are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you, Russ? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm surviving, as we said. We're surviving, aren't we? Yeah. We're born survivors, West Ham fans, and we're doing all right. But how have you been, man? How have you been in this weird, weird world we live in? <clears throat> yeah. Um... Yeah, crazy times just trying to stay safe and healthy i've had uh, a couple of friends a couple of family members come down with covid thankfully everyone's been okay um i don't know how i haven't gotten it yet maybe i, I have had it and just haven't, haven't known but i haven't yeah. tested positive even though i've been exposed to a bunch of people but besides that just uh keeping up with uh, west ham and the rest of the sporting world and um yeah just trying to take one day at a time yeah yeah i know what you mean i i, I still am adamant that i had it last year last christmas mm-hmm. i really think so because like, it's, it's my whole family were like got down like we like dominoes last christmas not this christmas just gone but last christmas because obviously no one had it was still this weird little illness this little virus out in out in china wasn't it no one had heard it you know but it's been over here for a few months before that's for sure so i'm determined i'm pretty sure i had it then but uh i know yeah it's it's um horrible thing isn't it it's a horrible thing and, it, and it's because Obviously, particularly in the UK now, we're on a national lockdown. So, like, we're literally, although we have been sort of since February, to be honest, in and out. But um, so we're back in lockdown. But uh, yeah, you just got to grin and bear it. It's nothing you do about it, is there, to be honest? Exactly. Yeah, one day at a time. And yeah, I mean, like we were saying before we started recording, um, it's it's the, I'll say soccer because that's, that's how it is around them. But uh, it's the soccer that um, sort of keeps you going a bit. And, uh, 
yeah, hopefully, you know, the, the top leagues can can stay afloat during this. Uh, yeah, this definitely. Break. Definitely. And, and and you're right. It's it's kept. I mean, there was that period of like 100 days where there was no Premier League football, um, which was a bit of a and it actually was a, it was a light relief for West Ham fans, I think, because we weren't doing too well. So you didn't have to look at the table. And we came back and we were like, brilliant. We were like, brilliant. It's like, okay, we're not brilliant. It was like we're, a reset, yeah. Exactly, a full reset. Um, and, and yeah, and obviously this season, it's it's carried on. That's the momentum's carried on. Obviously, you know, we're through to the next round of the Cup, just about, but we're through. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's, we're through. Well, um, I, will, I will say, you know, in past years, that, that very easily is, is a match that totally. we lost. Yeah. Very easily. So, you know, the boys showed some some, some determination. The pitch was a bit waterlogged. Um, granted, we didn't play our best, for sure, without doubt, didn't play our best. But, um, you know, sometimes you have to win those games where you're just not on your A game. You, know, you have to find yeah. a way to win. Totally. And it was just, it was that game when we when we drew against Brighton over Christmas. That was another game which West Ham of old would have lost that game easily. Absolutely. Um, there's a, there's there's some steel in our side at the moment. You know, it's like it's yeah, we don't seem to lie down, so to speak. And it's nice to see. And there's always looks like there's a goal in our team somewhere, um, albeit when Suchek decides to come on and you know, or or Craig Dawson or whoever. You know, I mean, it's 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 one of those things where I, I'm I'm liking the um, I'm liking the team spirit. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's a proper team there now. Um, you get that feeling, and it's great. Absolutely. And we've got the boys are together and. Yeah, um, I think a lot of that's attributed to the manager. Definitely, I think he's developed that spirit. Um, and on top of that, we're extremely well organized, disciplined at the back. I think Moise uh, deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, totally. And you can see that you can see they all they already sort of pull for him as well. You know, like um, I think Mark said, I think Nobe said something the other day about just the team spirit is the probably one of the best team spirits he's been in, considering mm-hmm. he's, he's had like eight managers something like that in his tenure at west ham so he's probably well placed to to say what's what works and what doesn't work but uh yeah we've got a run now of i think three home games technically now obviously we've got burnley we've got west brom and i think we've got doncaster to follow next weekend as well so yeah good cup a good week and we could you know we could be top four really by this time next week <laughs> yeah, we're, only, we're only three points back i mean this is definitely a season where we can challenge I don't think we're challenging for Champions League, but no. certainly, you know, top seven is not, is not off the table at this point. No. Yeah, it's one of those crazy years where no one's decided to run away with it just yet. And so, as you said, the, the teams that put a run of four or five wins together are the ones that are going to do well. And, yeah, I think two wins and that will help cement our uh, our top ten position. I'll take that. I'll take tenth at the moment, Justin, oh. you know, considering where we were last year. Do you oh know what I mean? God, without a doubt. I mean, you had people, and rightly so, predicting us going down before yeah. the season. And, um, I mean, yeah, if you told me that we'd finish 10th relatively comfortable mid-table, I would have taken a yeah. heartbeat. So, yeah, very grateful for where we're at, the part at this moment. Exactly. And it's the, it's the one thing we need, actually. Could you imagine everything in the world going on and then us having a, you know, being like, 17th or and you know yeah, oh, it yeah. just add everything at least it gives you a bit of light relief so to speak when that's sat when it's saturday or whatever and west ham play and <clears throat> i mean we know it's going to happen we know there's going to be the you know the, the speed bump in the road when we lose to i don't know someone tragically and we know it's going to happen but hopefully just not yeah. that often this season and we'll all be okay but it's all good um 
it, and I always, when I, whenever I interview someone outside of the UK, it always, I find it incredible. Um, obviously, we've had people from Australia, we've obviously East Coast, we've had West Coast. They haven't had anyone Central, so you're the, I think you're the first Central. We've had India, and you know, and you know, I moan about getting up and watching West Ham, you know, or going to the games or whatever. But you guys are up at silly o'clock to watch a game, and it's like fucking hell. Do you know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. I've had, to wake up. I've had to wake up early. That's that's for sure. I've had to wake up uh, as early as what? Uh, we've had some 6.30 a.m. games yeah. here. So, yeah, I've had to wake yeah. up 6 in the morning to to go watch a soccer, soccer game. It's crazy. It's crazy. But, no, it's just so much. I uh, just – I think I think the, the guys outside the U.K. particularly, they have this sort of it, – it's, it's, it's like an extra level of – or fanaticism because you know obviously you because you know you guys are getting up so so early in the morning but you're not like you know where we're here so, you know i live like 20 minutes away from the ground 25 minutes i think we're a little bit spoiled by that fact that you guys that you know you're, you're over there you're how many thousands of miles away and you just have this extra fanaticism uh of being a west ham fan i just find it amazing absolutely amazing this weird little club in east london has this sort of pool of fans all i mean it was we just talking about just now the american hammers network you know it's like right phenomenal you know how many fan fan groups there are uh of west ham and I, I i was a bit naive to it before i started doing this um and and we talk about the charity stuff you know we get stuff we get money from donations from from thailand from you know or lee and tim from the, the american or adam you know they, they'll, they'll donate and it's like you know it's for newham it's for like i don't even live in newham but like you know you guys it's like i just find it awesome absolutely awesome the sort of the the global reach of our fan base it's incredible man absolutely incredible well, I, I do. I do think that that is attributed to the fact that, um, at least from my personal experience, you know, you guys over there in the UK, um, you know, those that were that grew up with it, that were born into it, um, I, I've never once met anyone that has, you know, turned their nose up at me or or anyone else that I know yeah. simply because we're not from the UK or because we're American. It's simply, oh, you for West Ham you're one of us and it's been a very supportive um group of fans that again they support each other so i think that that has a lot to do with it also the fact that you know over the last five to seven years you can basically see every game on tv now um yeah you know that that's certainly helped as well um but yeah i was never gonna pick a liverpool or a united or, or anything any of those those big boys. So I'm glad I, I'm glad I picked West Ham. So why? So why? Why did you pick West Ham, Justin? Yeah. What's 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 your origin story? If you was a Marvel superhero, you know why? Why West yeah. Ham, man? So I'll tell a bit of a, a longer version. Um, Go so yes, please. I'll, I've always loved soccer. What wasn't really good at playing it, but um, loved watching it. Just just loved the just loved everything about the game. Um, had a really good friend in grade school who was a uh, Ukrainian. And um, love Andrei Shevchenko. So we we would watch those great Milan teams in the early 2000s and mid 2000s. We were winning Champions Leagues, and you know, I just fell in love with the game right then and there. Um, and then in college, I was friends with a lot of the the soccer team at university. Yeah. Uh, of course, they loved the game. They played it, and uh, they had their own teams. And so I would watch along with them. I'd get up and watch, you know, Premier League in the mornings. And over time, I just I said, you know, I want my own team. Um, and, and Premier League was by far 
the, the league that was on TV the most. So I wanted to pick a Premier League team. And, but again, I just didn't want to pick Liverpool or City, or, you know, just because they were well known. I wanted to do some research. And I decided that I wanted to pick a team that maybe had some similarities to one of the teams that I loved. And I had season tickets to growing up, the Chicago Cubs, uh, Major League Baseball team, who was actually supposed to play at the London Stadium this past summer. They were. Um, yeah. But um, so at that time, the Cubs had not won a championship in, at that time, it was 105 years. They had, have <laughs> since won one. That was one similarity right there, right? Cubs have don't win a lot. <laughs> West Ham don't win a lot, so there you go. Um, and then also at the old Bolin, you know, those flats, the, those apartment buildings where you could, if you're high enough, you could see, you know, maybe yeah. like 50, 60% of the pitch. Wrigley Field. Wrigley Field, yeah. As yeah. you know, they also have those rooftops that you can yeah. see into the game. So that was a cool similarity. And so I, I went down the rabbit hole, did some research, research into the history of the club, um, you know, learned about uh, the boys of 86, uh, Hearst, um, Hearst and Moore winning the, the World Cup in 66, um, the bowling ground, of course, the fans being, you know, working class, uh, really loving their team. Uh, I watched a bunch of YouTube videos. People never said anything bad about West Ham fans. West Ham fans, proper fans, knew, how to, knew the game, yeah. knew to support their club. And then when I moved back to Chicago, the Chicago Hammers, a group of about eight to 10 of us, went to the pub, kept watching the games. And it was really the community and the camaraderie with those guys, guys that I consider great friends to this day, that really just instilled that passion and that intensity for the club. And as the years went on, I just fell in love with the club more and more. And here we are. That was it. Here we are. Here, Yeah, I love it. And I love the fact there was a period of research as well. So. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I mean, good. I, that's, I didn't that's grow smart. up there, you know. I, I didn't grow up nah, there. Yeah, I was a yeah. Chicago sports fan, so I I was born into all the, the rest of the sports. But I wanted to make sure that I um had some connection, right? Had some even yeah. just a little connection to to Chicago sports team in some way, shape, or form. And I'm glad I chose West Ham. Absolutely, I'm thankful every day that I did instead of like you know Watford or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> But I mean, and, and and that's what I think. It, and it's it's funny how many how many people do the, the same type of thing. So over in the states, and um, like we had like um, Kate of West Ham Philly on, and and she saw similarity between sort of the blue collar nature of like Eagles fans and and oh, their yeah. and West Ham fan. And so there's that similarity, and I don't think there's that's a coincidence. Why you know, sort of working working you know working class club. Um, you know, based in East London and stuff like that. How there's these sort of these, there are lots of similarities with other clubs, you know, other other sports teams. And uh, no, I like that's a, that's a good story. I like that, and I like the fact that, and that's what I like. It's like once, and because you know, naturally, American American sports fans are really into their stats and stuff as well. So it's like you know, naturally, you want to go in and find the stats and and stuff like that. And yeah, you know, it's so much so, it's mental. It's mental. You know that when you go and see you know, when you go and see the Cubs and you have all those. I have no idea what any of those stats mean on the big scoreboards, but they're it's all that they're all numbers and it's all numbers. Well, it ba- seems baseball, especially baseball, oh. stats. I mean, you can go down the rabbit hole for for years with that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and then obviously as you said you're totally right in the fact that you can then watch all the games over there and stuff, and you know, it's a bit like how it is now here because everyone can because no one's at the at the ground, so you know every game pretty much is on telly, um, which is great. But uh, and it's great as you said there's a, there's a Chicago Hammers and 
that group and how it builds and you'll go to the pub together and that's what i think a lot of people appreciate outside of the uk or inside the uk of, of other fan groups outside you know they go and as you said you guys or the fresno irons or, or you know all over the place and you go to the club you go, get up early get up silly o'clock to watch it this little team in east london prop it used to be lose, but now at least get a draw, at least get a point now. Um, it's brilliant. I absolutely love it, man. It's, it's, it's incredible when you think about it. On Instagram, you go Instagram, you see like you know the Columbus Irons and all their sort of pictures and Zoom calls, and it's like, wow. It's, yeah, it, it I, makes I, I'm me... missing that. I'm missing yeah. this. I mean, that's, like I said, that's a – I don't think, you know, if I lived in, uh, I don't know, you know, a city that just didn't have a supporters group, I'm not – I'd like to think that I would still follow the club, but I I know yeah. that I wouldn't be as yes. um, passionate about it. You know yep. that camaraderie and that community with the boys yeah. at the pub surely is a big part of the formula. Um, so totally. I'm, I'm missing that tremendously, and I think yeah. you know our pub AJ Hudson shout out greatest pub in Chicago. Um, they actually do have some outdoor um seating areas and we can we can actually go uh, we're not on lockdown like you guys so i think i might take advantage of that this weekend uh just because i haven't gone and yeah i don't think and, i've and been that... since the, the chelsea game last really? july when we beat them wow you know? so. and i think you're right it's, it's i think that's that's what people are missing here because actually you know for a lot of people well for the majority of people who used to go who went to the london stadium before obviously behind closed doors games came in they they get a bit of view of the game now on tv um but they would they would but they would swap that for the camaraderie for going to the pub beforehand and the supporters clubs or the or the boats and stuff like that beforehand and sort of seeing people they know and i was talking to someone the other day and you know it, it sort of um it made a really good point a lot of these people who you know you don't really know who you sit around you know your season tickets you sit around these people um they might not be there when you come back because they might be old or they might have decided not to take the season ticket anymore because of the risks involved it's horrible to think about it but um it, it'd be uh, the, the the day we, we all get back into that stadium and can sing bubbles together and stuff will be a very emotional day um yeah, and uh yeah but obviously that that'll be the last thing to to get back to normal i think will be mass sports events and concerts and stuff like that but hey ho hey ho you know, I don't think West Ham fans will mind us having a, you know, finishing eighth and get, having a cup run. And if we, you know, it means we couldn't go to the stadium this year. It's typical West Ham, though, isn't it? Typical. You know, just the, the year that they that they figure it all out, uh, we can't, we can't be there watching. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. I know. What can you do? It's not you can. It's just typical West Ham. That's why I'd, I'd rather have that than a, than a relegation battle, though. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I feel sorry for teams like. Um, I feel sorry for people like West Brom, um, just because they've got Big Sam in charge. No, just not just because they've got Big Sam in charge, but um, they've they yeah you know, their supporters. So they got promoted last season, or yeah, you know, they got promoted to the Premier League this season. They could clearly almost the chances they're probably going to go down. And then when they go back to see them again, they'll be back in the championship. So there's a, there's a whole Premier League season where they haven't been able to go and see their team and cheer them on. Um, and same like Watford fans and, and Bournemouth fans. I mean, the last time they saw their club, you know, they were in the Premier League and now they're in the championship. And, you know, I, I count ourselves very lucky in that respect. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, but, but anyway, anyway, so... Um, 
what we what we like to do on the, on the show is is we do uh, it, the whole thing's called White Hammers Eleven. So everyone we interview, basically, we ask them to put together their eleven. So basically, you can use whatever criteria you want to use, but the only rule is Justin that you have to be alive to have seen and played. So you couldn't put in people like Hurst, Peters, Moore because you never saw them play. And so you know, because otherwise, that's what you would do. If you if I was to put your Hammers Eleven, it would be. It would be, as you said, Phil Parks and that, but we never saw him play. So we had, you know, we've got Roberto and people like that instead, you know, it's a bit so of a spoiler just in case you. I don't have to have seen him play, but I just have to be alive during the time yeah. in which they played. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We And, and I've, I've changed the, the goalposts a little bit, so to speak, because of that fact. Because, like, a lot of people who, you know, like, I don't know, the Indian Hammers, bless them. They've only seen one game at Upton Park. And so, you know, if you said, Pete, we have to have seen like, oh, well, that's just that one team, right. one to 11, done. So that's basically the rule we put in place. But in the, the day, I'm not going to be coming around with a baseball bat, Justin, if you've picked a goalkeeper, you haven't, you know, it's just, it's just interesting to see. Uh, and so we've had over, over 250 guests on the channel, um, which is pretty amazing, really. Um, right. Okay. So for the Justin 11, um, Who's between the sticks? Who is your number one? Who's your keeper? That's the question. Yeah. Um, I went back and forth on this quite a bit, but I'm going to go with McCluskey. Um, he was probably the first really great, great keeper that we had in the Premier League era. Um, and he also has one of the best chants, uh, fan chants. Yeah. The first chant that I learned um, as a fan as well. And it's one of my favorites uh, down at the pub here in Chicago. Um, I obviously never saw him play, but I've seen highlights, especially of that match against United. Um, yeah. When I think he helped Blackburn win the title um, yeah. by, by, by keeping United at a draw, or maybe we beat him, I'm not sure. But yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, go with uh, McCluskey. The big man, the big man, big loopy Ludo. Yeah, no, he's, he's, it's funny, isn't it, when you see goalkeepers, it's probably one of the one positions that most that people don't, there's not there's there's lots of keepers to to choose from you know it's like other other positions not so many we've had to choose from but uh goalkeepers isn't too bad and obviously we've got you know shackers over there doing the uh doing doing coverage of the soccer as well he's in the east coast god bless him love him love him love him love him yeah Yeah, he's a good man he's a good man it's funny how how there's certain players ex-professionals who you wouldn't think would be good pundits are in America are on ESPN so like um uh, like Warren Barton's that was was doing quite a bit of stuff over there pre a while ago and um was it Robbie Musto and various others and it's like some random ones have stayed Musto's at Mubo. on uh, Musto's on NBC yeah sport, NBC Sports yeah yeah doing really exactly. well. yeah they are it's like really it's like yeah yeah he's got you know whereas here like all the pundits tend to be like Gary Neville Jamie Carragher the guys who have had established Premier League careers it was like they you know some it's almost like the broadcasters over there took a punt on some of the best some of the, maybe not so well-known players but they turned out to be really good pundits Robbie Musser I think is a very really good pundit yeah, um, right okay let's go into the defense um go for the you go for the defense if you've got them written down Justin so you yeah. take take one at a time so left back Terminator, yeah. uh, Julian Dix, one of my favorite players. Wish I would have seen him play. Loved the way he played. Obviously, rough around the edges. I loved yeah. his. I loved the way he took penalties as well. Just sprinted right after it, no fluff, banged it in there. Um, so, so yeah, for me, Julian Dix all day. I left. Yeah, 
yeah top man top man top man no i love him he's, he was in mine anyway yeah. that's what yeah I, I mean i'm sort of what my next my next challenge is to try and interview every one of my 11 and get them on the channel so far i've got you've had some pretty big ones yeah but i've only, I've only had one of my 11 so far oh, okay so <laughs> who, who's that trevor sinclair so Trevor Sinclair, he was one of my 11, so I've had him on. So the chance uh, I need to work my way through the 11. So that's my long-term goal is to eventually interview them. One will be tricky because one's a current player in terms of – no, two are current players. So I don't think I'll be able to interview them j just yet. But when they retire, maybe one might retire probably end of next season, I reckon. I reckon Mark's got another season in there. And I think Fabianski's got two more seasons. So, yeah, that's uh, – but. That's the goal. That's the you got to have an end goal, don't you? Otherwise, what's Absolutely. the point? Um, right, we'll put uh, the Terminator in. Right, who is next then, Justin? Yeah, so um, at center back, I'm going to go Rio. Um, Rio. He was, so, you know, growing up in the States 10, 15 years ago, not a whole lot of soccer on TV. Yeah. But United was on TV a lot, and Rio Ferdinand was one of the first players that I you know, knew of. Um, and then, of course, as I learned about the, you know, West Ham, I uh, realized how, you know, he was an integral, you know, one of the best youngsters we've ever had. So, uh, so smooth on the ball, great defender. Um, yeah, Rio for me. Yeah, classy. Classy man. Very classy man. On and off the pitch, oh, Rio was. Right, okay. Oh, Rio is. He's not dead. There's an excuse. No, so yeah, good old Rio. Rolls-Royce, as Harry Redknapp used to call him. Uh, Rolls-Royce, Rio is here. Who's the other centre-back? And Justin, uh, I'm going to Alvin Martin. Um, so he 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 did play in, into the mid '90s, and I was bored in the early '90s. So, um, <laughs> so he counts, yeah. Yeah, so he counts. Um, yeah, you know, obviously, just just a man who was very loyal to West Ham, stuck around for uh, I don't even know how many years, probably 15 or more. Um, 20 years, I think. Somewhere. 20, yeah. Um, and such a, I mean, that that moment with his son. Uh, last season when he kept the clean sheet um D david martin uh mm. yeah i just thought i just thought um uh, yeah just a warm moment and uh did some research on him and really uh you know was a loyal servant to the club so yeah he is it's it's crazy to think of it being that that instant being last season and it seems like an absolute age. Do you know what I mean? It seems an absolute age ago. Yeah. It's like, it seems just like seems mental. Yeah. Yeah. It seems ages ago, you know, and also, yeah, technically last, because of obviously everything, you know, the, the season going on longer and stuff. It's like, we, we had, you know, we had, we had, we had Pellegrini last season, you know, it's like, it just yeah. seems such a, it's like time is just, merge into this massive like vortex it's like i don't know it, what i know what day it is when i have to take the trash out that's the only day i know is when the, when the trash day is and with christmas all the trash days go, and i've said trash not rubbish because i'm talking to justin um and it was like <laughs> and it's like all the and now because of christmas they, they change because they have bank holidays here and stuff like that over christmas so mm -hmm. the days change so I'm, I'm my mind is blown i don't know what day is which I, I wake up thinking is it west ham today i don't know do i have to go to the <laughs> ground it's uh it's a nightmare but uh yes yeah, crazy to think of that being last year oh it's mental yeah. right okay um so alvin's in uh right back who's gonna be right back for you yeah, well, as you know, we've struggled with this position for quite some time. Um, so I just went with James Tompkins. Uh, he was on he was on the team when I first started watching the club. Um, I never thought we really should have sold him, to be honest. Uh, no. 
you know, I think he's been been doing really well at Palace. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, not one of the West Ham greats, but um, I, I believe he went through the academy, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think he really loved the club, and I thought he was very solid at right back. Mm. Um, so, yeah, let me go with James Thompson. Yeah, he was. And I, I think you're right. He's one of those players I don't think we should have got rid of uh, in hindsight. You know, I think if if memory serves correctly, as literally very soon after he left to Palace, I think we had a couple of injuries where we probably we needed him. You know, it was too late then; we'd already sold him. But uh, I, I've got a feeling I've got a feeling that Big Sam's taken him to West Brom this this transfer window. I reckon. Because I don't think because I don't think he's getting much game time at Palace at the moment. And uh, yeah, he's, he's you can see he's trying to get his. I mean, he's got Snodgrass in now, yeah. isn't he? And he's getting that sort of old boy, you know. Because it's, it's it's us lot to need to get them out of the shit, you know what I mean? So the West Old West Ham, but uh, yeah, we used we were used to it in terms of relegation battles. So we know what to do. Unfortunately, right? Okay, that's your back four. That's your goalkeeper, uh, midfield. Let's go into midfield, Justin. Who we got? Who's your first one? Yeah, I mean, I'll start off with Mr. West Ham, Mark Noble. I mean, he, um, you know, epitomizes West Ham for me, um, at least yeah. for my generation. Um, loyal servant to the club. Probably, yeah, probably like you said, only one more year. I know they extend it. I think they're going to extend them to a, to another year after this. Um, probably won't play that much. Hopefully, I can see him play one last time live. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Mark Noble for me. I mean, I think he's yeah. got to be in nearly every West Ham uh, eleven at this point. Yeah, well, I mean, particularly for you, he's probably been he's been associated to West Ham as soon as you probably the whole length of you being into West Ham and before, obviously, and all. So, you know, he's he's Mister West Ham to you, really. And uh, yeah, I think they'll give him one more. And you know, we know his days are numbered. He knows his days are numbered, and it's just it's it's how you how you manage that. And I think it wouldn't be right for Martin Oyl to retire this season with no no fans in the stadium. You know, and I know football and I sentiment in football seems to be like no absolutely non-existent you know but I think for this one I think they can make an exception and he's still like a fantastic team you know he's a great club captain um and we know that because you see just how much respect Declan Rice has when he comes on and he's the captain he, he gives it you know you're the gaffer not you know you're the top man not me so mm-hmm. um yeah, he commands a lot of respect. And I thought we had a good game against Stockport. The other, you know, we had a good game. Proper, like, old-school football, that was. You know, like, yeah. he was... And it was like, I, was, I was talking about the other day. Um, I, 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 the art of a sliding tackle. You don't get any sliding tackles anymore nowadays. But Mark, yes, the Stockport game, four or five times proper old-school sliding tackles and yeah. that bog of a pitch but yeah it's uh we'll put mr west ham in okay mr west ham is in um mr modern day west ham sorry for people who you know fans of billy bonds and stuff modern day west ham um who is next then justin yeah i mean in the midfield i know he started off as a defender but uh Declan rice um yeah he's been a midfielder for us for the last few years and he's the best besides dimitri payat i think he's the best player i've seen live um, yep. in a West Ham shirt. Mm. I mean, the, the kid, and he's only 20. It's just amazing that he's only 20. 21 years old. Um, it's unfortunate, too, because, you know, you know, we're, he, he's not going to stay with us forever, and it's and it's a shame. Um, that's why I do think it's so important to get European football this season or, or you know, to qualify at least because yeah. maybe you get him to stay another year uh, if that happens. But, uh, so I mean, so good with the ball. You saw those driving runs he made against Stockport and yeah. in other matches as well. And then 
I mean, he's a natural defender too. I mean, when he when he comes on, uh, someone with the ball, you know, there's a good chance that he's going to take it from him. But yeah, just uh, and like he also has those leadership qualities. I mean, if Noble's not on the pitch, he's he's been the captain, right? So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he like I said, he's one of the best players I've seen um, in a West Ham jersey. No, I agree. Uh, yeah, so and, nice and I mean, in terms of in terms of as you said, his age and the fact that he has this incredible leadership quality, you know, there was no, there was no two ways that you know when when Mark's not in the team, there's there's no sort of second guessing that Declan's going to be the captain, and and that's Absolutely. mental. And you think how young he is, and they said they did a stat of the, on the Stockport County game that he's played every minute of the Premier League foot of, of Premier League football for the last season and a half. Which is like absolutely mental when you think nowadays with so many games and rests and, and things like that to play every minute of every Premier League game. I think last year he was one of I think only four people have played played all every minute of the Premier League last season or something like that, and he was one of those four. He is immense. He's an immense player, and I, he and I, I honestly believe we've only scratched the surface with him as a player. Um, as he matures even more, no, he's, he's he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal, and I just I think he's great. And as you said, you know, I think I think with the, I think with the, the fact that if Mark is given like one more year, for example, there's that carrot over Declan's nose, so to speak. You know, stay with us for another year. You know, you'll be team captain, not club captain, team captain. Then the following year, you're the man. You're the man. Mark's retiring. You're going to take over. Who knows? Who knows? You don't know, dear. Football's a funny old game, as they say. So, I would like to think. I'd like to think there's. I'd like to think Declan has looked at the way West Ham fans treat Mark Noble and thought, I could have a bit of that. Do you know what I mean? I could have a bit of that and be, you know, Mark will play. Mark will play a six out of ten. We'd put him down as a seven yeah. straight away, without <laughs> even because he's West Ham, isn't he? he? Gets an extra point, and if he has a bad game, it's oh, oh, it's because his legs are going because he's an old because he's getting old. Not that he just had a bad game. But it's always an excuse when, when Mark's not playing well. Um, and, and he's not stupid, Declan Rice. And I just love his enthusiasm. I love when he gets interviewed. And he's and if he's if he's won, he's buzzing. If he's lost, he's down as the dumps, just like the fans are. It's so refreshing to see a footballer with some personality. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's, he's a fan of the club. I mean, he loves this yeah. club. And, and I, mean, I definitely think he, I could envision him staying another a year. I mean, if we can keep him for another two to three, that'd be phenomenal. But I do think yeah. one day, especially with the trajectory of his career, the improvement that we've seen, um, I, I don't see how he stays for, for that much longer. But yeah. hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully he can. Yeah, exactly. I've got these. I've got these Clarent, Clarent the claret tinted glasses. Thinking he, you know, he he sees himself as the next Mister West Ham, the next Mark Noble, and he stays in his career forever. And I know it's not going to happen, but for, you know, but I'd love it to. But anyway, well, so we got we got Mark and we got Deck. Who's next, man? Who's next in midfield? Yeah, so a um, couple of wingers for me. Um, so I know he's I know he's been a striker um, the last year or so but um you know he started out well, i guess he played a couple positions but me antonio for me I, yeah. I love antonio um i remember when we signed him and you know slavin played him at right back uh you know winger midfield i don't think he played him as striker maybe he did no. <laughs> but uh you know i mean he, he the, the guy the only knock on him is his injury history 
Yeah. Um, besides that, I mean, he, he works his works his socks off. Um, you know, he, he's very effective. You know, he's not the prettiest player, but he's effective at what he does. Just uses that brute speed and strength. Mm-hmm. Um, really fun to watch when he has the ball at his feet. You know, you can you think something something good can happen here. Um, yeah. So yeah, for me, Mikel Antonio, he's just been such a solid presence for us. Um, you know, pretty much since I started watching the club. So. I love yeah, the guy. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I know what you mean. He's and I like the way because he's come up through the non-league system, through the pyramid system, into the Premier League. That he doesn't, he doesn't seem to take anything for granted. So, yeah, my only concern, my my only note to Antonio is <laughs> I'm giving him notes, but my only note is it takes him a little while to get going. Mm. So, so like like yesterday, so the Stockport game wasn't his game. It was his first game back for a while. When we play Villa, I think early on in the season, same thing. Wasn't really, and it takes him a couple of games to get up to speed. It's like a, it's like a good car. You know, you can't go from zero to a hundred. You got to work through the gears. And he, and and so you know, it's. Uh, I I still think his favorite, his best position is on the right, not centrally. To be honest, mm-hmm. I think he get he'll get more because if he came off the wing, he'd get more joy because he'll be up against necessarily smaller players defenders the central defenders are always quite tall with the right backs and the full back left back they're quite short so you've got more chance and i think you'd get a lot more but he's so unpredictable he, you know he doesn't know what he's doing next so how is a defender meant to combat him and stuff but um, no he's great he's, he's great fun and uh, as you said he's just there's certain players like him and and, and Traore from wolves you know these big muscular just I don't. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone who can keep up with him in terms of his pace and power. The only one was Traore when he pushed when he when we played Wolves and he pushed him over, which I thought was hilarious. But uh, um, no, he's top man, top top man. And as you said, he he'll be here for next. I mean, he's just signed an uh, extension, isn't he? He's number three years. So yeah. good on him. Good on him. As you said, injuries is the only thing, isn't it? That's the only thing. He's not going to play every game for the next three years. So. Yeah. Which so we need that backup. Yeah. yeah, but we don't need a backup. I was watching. I was watching a video Gonzo did the other day, and it was about Mikel Antonio, and he was like, "I, I don't want the a striker to be Mikel Antonio's backup. I want him to be a main striker, and to him, so they can, you know, there's there's real competition. Um, so Mikel doesn't necessarily walk straight into the team and stuff like that. And I I totally agree, but uh, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. We used to have that guy. What was his name? Um, Sebastian. I can't remember Sebastian. Hall- Haller. I can't remember him. But we used to have him. He was all right. Um, but we got that money back. Um, and he runs. He he, he runs. I saw, I saw him run um, for the IX game the other day. Nice. Uh, bless him. And he smiled as well. He was smiling at the interview. Funny that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Michael Antonio. Okay, who's a uh, who's the other wing? He said there's a couple of wingers. Who's the other wing going to be, man? Yeah, just just like you, Trevor Sinclair. Um... Yeah, just a, a great player for us. England international as well. Uh, I think he played in that uh, 2002 World Cup for you guys. Yep. Um, yeah, great player. Um, gave the assist on that Decanio goal, which which was which was uh, the best goal that I, I think I've seen um, highlights or whatever. Um, and also, I, I I like I like the fact that um, Trevor has been fairly outspoken. On social media over the yeah. last year or so, yeah. I mean, maybe even longer, um, about the board, um, about GSB out. Um, you know, he gets it, um, and you know he's, he's on the fan side, which is which is great to see. 
um, because, you know, he didn't play for us. You know, he, he wasn't like a one club man. He played for other clubs as well, but he seems to have like a special place in his heart for the club, in my opinion. Um, and like I said, he, he's on the fan side when it comes to. No, I do. I agree. I, I agree totally. He's um, he is um, obviously I'm doing this. Obviously, we've had Trevor on the show. We've had him on a couple of shows, actually, bless him. Um, he and, and we've, you know, we've. We're, we're on talking terms, you know, like it's, it's crazy when you think about it, but we, yeah, we DM each other occasionally and things like that, but he is um, an incredibly passionate man about West Ham, incredibly passionate, um, uh, like a case in point. Um, so during the first lockdown and the club, had, like they'd put these like um, almost like Panini pictures, like soccer, like so football sticker pictures type things of, of various legends across the, around the, around the ground outside. And obviously I'm, I'm still at the ground. So I saw them put up. So I thought, and, and I was walking around and they had obviously, you know, Bobby Moore and Rio and people like that, but they've got a picture of Trevor. And I, and I knew they would do, of course he was, he was, he was in, in, in integral to that, our famous sort of, when we, you know, Harry, Harry Redknapp era, I took a picture and sent it to him. I went, Trev, just saw, saw this. I thought you'd like to see. The response I got was just phenomenal. You know, he was so touched. The fact that, you know, he I was like, really? I, you know, he, he didn't he didn't sit and we did like, um, did like a, a Trevor Sinclair appreciation night. But we did like a whole night about Trevor Sinclair of like clips of his highlights. We got a few YouTubers on talking about it. I told him we were doing it. I said, oh, can you send us like a little video? Because like when we did one for John Hartson, he sent a little video. And Trevor went, yeah, 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 I'll do that. Well, send, send me the link as well so I can, uh, you know, you know, come in and I can watch it. He, he, he then comes in and like on, into the stream yard and then sits on his own appreciation <laughs> night. Do you know what I mean? It was just mental. And like, the, the, I didn't tell any of the other guests and they were like, <laughs> like starstruck it was really i love him i love him as a person and he's, he's a lovely man and he's um yeah he's you're right he, he understands football fans um he understands people's frustrations and that's there's a few people like that you know there's him and someone like ian bishop as well ian bishop's the same he's very much you know outspoken on twitter and i think it they should interact with fans on twitter in that way you know so yeah. you know because it's because it, you know to be honest, you can't do anything else anymore you can't take a selfie yeah. you can't get someone to autograph anything or anything like that can you because of covid restrictions so a like from trevor sinclair a share a follow whatever is the the modern day equivalent of a selfie at the moment um which is mental to think about that a year ago um but because we put trevor sinclair in here we'll get we'll, we'll get a like because he'll like the video because it's got his name in it so it's all good uh yeah, yeah i love trev love him, love love right okay up front who are we gonna have up front then man yeah, um, uh, Decanio for me. Uh, you know, obviously scored that goal. Um, I mean, I, I had seen that goal before I supported the club. One, one of the best goals ever. Um, yeah. Played with passion. Played played with his heart on his sleeve for better and for worse at times. Um, with West Ham, definitely for the better. I think. Um, I think mm-hmm. his darkest days were were before West Ham. Definitely. When he, uh, when, when he was at Sheffield, I believe, but. Um, yeah, just played with passion. You know, you can tell he loves the club too. Um, he, he was really sad when he left. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just love those players that show emotion. Um, not, not saying you have to for me to like you, but um, I, I prefer it. And uh, played with such passion and, and a very good player in his own, uh, on his day. And, yeah, let me go with Paolo. 
it's having passion, isn't it? It's it's something which I think that the modern day footballer lacks a little bit now. Not all of them, but but on the, the majority sense, you know, it's like you like back in the day. So it's back in the day. I'm talking about that, like the the nineties. That seems ages ago. The day it was only thirty years ago. Um, you you wouldn't question anyone's anyone's commitment. Uh, you wouldn't question anyone that you knew they were going to put it in. If they weren't good enough on the day, they weren't good enough on the day, but they would try. Um, nowadays, I think people have a slightly different view of footballers. Um, and maybe because of just naturally the personalities and things like that, maybe. Um, but Di Canio was one of those guys you could never question his commitment, but he would and he would entertain you. He would he was passionate about the club, he was passionate about winning, passionate about the fans, and that bled through to this relationship between the fans and him, which we still have very much today, and you know. He still does little videos of him singing bubbles and things like you know. So he, he's he's clearly a West Ham man, and he and he always will be. And it's is as it happens a few times in a lifetime where a, a player and fans will just work as a duo, and he just worked with the fans. He loved the fans. The fans loved him. As you said, his dark days were in front or behind him. Really, came to West Ham, and then he became a Premier League great. Really, he wouldn't have done that Sheffield Wednesday. No, um, no, no, not, not at all. And I think he's also great, grateful to the club as well because, you know, we we, we picked him up when, um, you know, after that after that incident Wednesday, right? Mm. I don't really think many teams were, were after him. No, um, he was always grateful to the club. Um, yeah, he was always grateful to the club for that. I think. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah, top man. Right. Okay, we'll put PDC in. Um... One more, one more spot. Who are we going to have, man? Yeah, so this guy actually did play when I was alive, when I was a baby, though, um, for us. Uh, In his second stint, although his first stint was uh, a lot more productive, but uh, Tony Cotti. I mean, one of our best goal scorers of all time. Um, I don't think people realize, well, maybe they do, uh, but uh, the guy scored goals, and he scored a lot of them. Um, he was great for, for us, great for Everton as well when he went over there. Um, and he's he's one of those guys similar to uh, a Trevor Sinclair, maybe in a, a bit more of a media-type role, but um, loves the club, um, is a big, you know, loves the fans. You can tell that he gets it as well. Um, yeah. Seems like, obviously never met him, but I know some people that have, they say great things about him as a person yep. as well. Top guy. Um, he's a really nice guy down to earth and uh but yeah he could he could at the end of the day strikers need to put the ball in the back of the net mm. and he did that very well he was very he good at kicking a ball into a net <laughs> and so uh Such yeah I wish, I wish i could have seen him play obviously he was was way too young and, and over here in chicago but um yeah uh yeah also part yeah. of the boys of 86 too uh, true so, yeah, yeah yeah played every every game um for, you know he played every game that that season at some point um and, and and because he's a west ham fan he just he was again another one who's like you you wouldn't question his his, his commitment it's a bit like mark noble you wouldn't question mark noble's commitment because he's a west ham fan same as cotty yeah lovely bloke um really into his stats you know he, you know he's he's so yeah, you got to make sure your goals appearances are right when you're chatting to him because he'll he'll pull you up on them and he and he did with me because I I said he had seven caps and he had eight caps or I said eight caps and seven caps for England but anyway, yeah top guy and as you said but that 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 sort of striker like traditional sort of 
you know, small goal scorer, really. You don't get that now in the Premier League. Now they're all these sort of forwards, like even Vardy and, and Ings. They're not sort of strikers now, are they? They don't sort of goal hang, you know, or they, they sort of they come off and they work, they integrate the play a little bit rather than sort of be in the box um, for those goals. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Like, I'd love to, there's certain, t- like those boys of 86, I'd love to have taken those boys of 86 and like in some sort of, you know, in those simulation games put them into the premier league now and see you know how it would all work and stuff because they play we talk about the bog of stockport county they were playing on pitches like that all the time and you know right. and turning teams over you know like we've had obviously we've had cotty we've had Machiavelli and and dev and people like that and you know they were they were turning teams over you know chelsea four nil at stanford bridge on like a sand pit of a pitch which is a great youtube video if you can find it honestly it's a great video and um, just seeing the state of that pitch we, we moan about the stockport pitch but you could build sandcastles in that pitch it was so bad but uh, yeah yeah it was really bad during the they used, during to, have the like a, they used to have like a greyhound track around that uh, didn't they this the yeah i think so yeah like, yeah, fact, could you imagine that having a running track around a football pitch? Crazy, yeah, isn't it? Not, yeah, not a, yeah, <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I, I see what you mean now. Yeah, I imagine that. Imagine being far away from the pitch. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. But anyway, anyway, Justin, anyway, Justin it, mate, it's been lovely chatting to you, buddy. Um, yeah, it's it's nice been really you. good fun. Really, really good fun, and um, and thank you so much for for your time or anything. I know you're a busy man, you're working and stuff, so appreciate your time and obviously the time differences as, as well. So it'll be it'll be always almost lunchtime in a couple of hours. I see you just had your breakfast, so yeah, it's uh yeah breakfast time. First. I'm already thinking Cut. about lunch. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. All right, man. Thank you so much for your time, and obviously thanks to everyone else for watching or listening. Uh, whatever you do, give it a like, give it a share, whatever platform you're listening and watching it on. And from myself and from Justin, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Come and you irons, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Much love. Bye-bye. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.